the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in, people. Glad to have you along today. It's already Thursday on The Ride Home. I mean, it's Thursday in other places, too. The way I said it, it was like the, like we have our own day. Like, time is moving differently at a unique pace here on the ride home, which could be the case. I don't know. Um, John Hall's still on vacation. I'm still going it solo, but not alone, because my producer, Christy Stockdale, in the other room. Christy, greetings to you. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great show ahead. I'm excited in the 5 o'clock hour, because we're going to be talking with Amy Grant. Um, I've loved Amy and her music for a long time, um, so it was really great to be able to talk to her. We pre-recorded the interview because she had to get on a tour bus yesterday and uh, make her way up here to Pittsburgh for her date at the Palace Theater in Greensburg on Saturday, no, on Friday evening. It's not Saturday. It is Friday evening. And um, so we pre-recorded it yesterday, and it's really wonderful, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So in the 5 o'clock hour, we um, will hear from Amy Grant. Um, Also, my good friend Alan Noble, who's such a great writer. If you haven't uh, followed Alan either online or in his writing or at Christ of Pop Culture, you're missing out. And um, But that's okay because I can introduce you to him in just a couple minutes. So Alan Noble coming up. We're going to talk about um, identity. He's got a new book that's coming out called You Are not your own, belonging to God in an inhuman world. I'm going to ask him why he decided to call it inhuman and not inhumane. Anyway, so we'll talk to Alan a little bit. Also, a couple other things. It's National Play-Doh Day, so we're going to get into that. I mean, like, do you see the little pun there? Look, we're going to get into that. I got it. Yeah. All right. Um, Also, Thanksgiving turkey shopping has already started, which seems like (laughs) we've lost our minds. I mean, I I pulled up in front of the dentist this morning. And I was right in front of one of those houses that has gotten into Halloween in a way that seems excessive. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, with things that are inflated and have lit up and there's a lot of plastic and there's a lot of accoutrement. You know what I mean? Like we got the skeleton, we got the witch and the smoke. And it seems like we're not even like it's still summer anyway. We'll talk about that and many things as today's show develops. Um, But before we get into any of that, Christy, I do believe it would be time for the top four at four. And I do have it for Thursday, September 16th, 2021. Number one, a leading figure in the Afghan resistance has retained a Washington lobbyist. To seek military and financial support in the United States for a fight against the Taliban, according to today's New York Times. Ahmad Massoud, 
the leader of one of the most prominent groups of fighters seeking to oust the Taliban from power, signed the contract this week with Robert Strike, who built a lobbying practice during the Trump administration working with clients that others on K Street were wary of representing. The contract, which was filed with the Justice Department last evening and indicates that the work will be pro bono, it's a relief, comes as an array of Afghan constituencies are seeking lobbying help as they jockey for recognition in Washington and in the international community. While Afghan opposition groups have support from some Republicans in Washington, the Biden administration has made it clear that it has no interest in playing any further role in a civil war in Afghanistan. A representative for Mr. Massoud said that a primary motivation for his lobbying campaign was to stop any move by the U.S. and other governments to grant legitimacy to the Taliban or anyone other than Mr. Massoud as the rightful leader of Afghanistan. Number two, close to half of all new U.S. gun buyers since the beginning of 2019 have been women. A shift for a market long dominated by men, according to a new study in today's Wall Street Journal. The primary results of the 2021 National Firearms Survey show an estimated 3.5 million women became new gun owners from January 2019 through April of this year. About 4 million men became new gun owners over that period, they found. In addition to its findings on gender, the survey also found that new gun buyers were more racially diverse than existing owners. Among new gun buyers, 55% were right, 21% were black, and 19% were Hispanic. Among new women gun owners, 28% were black. Number three. Russian President Vladimir Putin says dozens of his staff have been infected with the coronavirus and that he will continue his self-isolation because of the outbreak. According to ABC News, the Kremlin announced earlier this week that he would self-isolate after someone in his inner circle was infected, although Putin had tested negative for the virus and he's fully vaccinated with Russia's Sputnik V. But Putin said today the infections were extensive. Goldman spokesman Dmitry Peskov said those infected were mainly those, quote, who take part in ensuring the work and activities of the head of state, in other words, his security. Although Russia was the first country to roll out a coronavirus vaccine, less than 30 percent of the country is fully vaccinated. Number four. And the Buccos celebrated Roberto Clemente Day in style last night with a walk-off win at PNC Park. When Colin Moran hit a bouncer to first, Wilmer Defoe turned on the gas and scored from second. It was really awesome. I wasn't watching the game because, of course, you know my cable doesn't work. I think I told you all that. That was Sunday. I still haven't had time to even call them to tell them what happened. Anyway. Uh, scored from second to beat the Reds 5-4. The Pirates and Reds played again today, and it looks like the Buccos lost. They cannot do, they have not swept a team. This whole, se- I can't, st- okay, it's top four at four. That's it. People. Why? I mean, I know the Pirates are not a good team. They're 54 and 92. Okay, this is not a good, clearly not a winning record. However, you'd think that over a season, you could sweep somebody they can't sweep anybody not one single team have they swept anyway look i'm this i'm dwelling on the negative when last night was such a great night roberto clemente day major league baseball it was such an exciting ending defo is so fun to watch anyway so i'm gonna think on that you guys okay i just am i'm not gonna be worried about the fact that they can't sweep a single blessed team an entire baseball season All right, coming up next, my good friend Alan Noble, you are not your own. What does it mean to belong to God in an inhuman world? That's next. Glad you're along for the ride home.
101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Crowder in the house. It's home sweet home here in the house of the Lord. Stand in Faith by Danny Gokey. I was standing all creatures with wonder working. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress stopper and much more. Call one 800 391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954. Promo code WORD. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Modern culture tells us that we belong to us, that we're the most important person in our story. And so when it comes to matters of identity, maybe it's our gender, maybe it's our sexuality, maybe it's our occupation, uh, maybe it's the career path that we've chosen or our education or the neighborhood we live in or um, whatever we choose to do with our free, whatever that is that we get to pick that is going to determine our identity and who we are. And it sounds like it's a grand bargain. It seems like it's ultimate freedom. You know, if, if I don't like what's, you know, what structure someone puts on me, I can just throw it off and I can just be me. But I think the problem is that it's too much. It's kind of like all of the 
channels on cable or all of the streaming options. It's that you, you sit down to watch something and you can't come up with anything because you have too many choices. And so maybe we need to find out more about how we were designed to be by someone who could know us better than we know ourselves. Well, to talk about these weighty issues, and I bet a lot of other, as I said on Twitter today, miscellany, I've invited my friend Alan Noble back to the program. Alan is Assistant Professor of English at Oklahoma Baptist University. He's co-founder and editor-in-chief of Christ and Pop Culture. Um, he's written for The Atlantic, BuzzFeed, all over the place. Also the author of a book called Disruptive Witness that I loved, but we're here to talk about his newest project, which is called You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. Alan Noble, welcome back. Thanks. I'm excited. What's up? Back. How are you? Well, I am well. Great. I'm glad to hear it. you did not say good. That's the world of a writer. <laughs> Alan. I teach, I teach grammar. I know yeah. you do, and you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of your students. Uh, so what about, it seems like it's a grand deal, right? You get to sit down at night. You have 680 options on your cable. You have six. 100,000 options between Amazon Prime and Netflix. I mean, what's the problem? So there's an interesting phenomenon where when your choices increase, uh, as your choices increase, actually you become more and more dissatisfied. It's harder to be content when you have a greater number of choices uh, to the point where you get uh, what's called choice paralysis, where, you know, you go to, to the um, – you know, the cereal aisle in the supermarket, and you just need one box, but there are so many different options, and the aisle goes like 15 or 20 feet, and all these different variations in cereals, and you're trying to weigh the health benefits and all these different components, the price and so on and so forth, and uh, you get to a point where you're just like, I can't do anything. I'm just going to, I just, I guess I'll have eggs, and um, <laughs> that, that sort of thing, which is fine. Unless you have high cholesterol. No, seriously, that's a fun that's thing. what I think is what happens to us, um, except you know, not just in purchasing, but in the freedom that we're given, the ultimate freedom, the absurd, limitless freedom we're given to create our meaningful story. So creating our story is something that is all over our culture right now. In fact, it's like the mission in life, I would say, for the contemporary person is discovering who you are, right? That's the that's the ultimate goal. It's the path that you're on. It's the it's the thing that you're striving for. Um and when I look at that, even if I it's hard to divorce myself from being a believer in Jesus, but I, I feel like I know my personality well enough to know even if mm. I was not a believer in Jesus, that would scare me instead of liberating me. I would be scared by that. Um, I don't know if other people would respond that way, but it just seems like it's a weighty responsibility. It, yes, it absolutely is. And so there are a couple of different options available to you. Um, society tries to secular society tries to provide options to help you cope with that that burden so for example society will give you different different scripts to follow of of living certain kinds of good lives that are uh, always optional 
right? So, you know, if I say to you, for example, well, you could be, you know, a, a successful entrepreneur, right? And this is one model, one script of a good life that you can follow. But I always have to say, well, Kathy, this is just an option available to you. You don't have to do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Um, so there's, there's always that sense of, of the uncertainty of everything. Everything is optional um, and nothing feels certain. But that's one way we cope. We also cope by distracting ourselves, which I wrote about in my, my first book. You know, we, sure. um, we also numb ourselves. I mean, you know, part, there's a, a significant part of our culture. Think about how often we talk about, uh, you know, self-care. And, and, and there's a lot of coping that has to go on in the modern world because we have created a society that's not designed for humans. And so we self-medicate. Talk about your cho- your choice of using the word inhuman in your subtitle. What does that mean? Yeah, so um, my my basic thesis is that we have, as, as a society, have created, have built a society, because humans get to build their own society, with institutions, laws, values, aesthetics, morals, all those sorts of things that um, assume something wrong about what it means to be human. They assume an understanding or an anthropology that is mistaken. Um, the the uh, example I've been giving is of, of zoocosis. So if you've been to a zoo and you've seen an, a zoo animal walking in circles, pacing in circles, creating like a dirt path, um, uh, you can tell that they're anxious. And um, even though that cage, that bear's cage, let's say, was designed intentionally with that bear, perhaps by the best scientists in the world, right, who knows so much about that bear, and yet it's not home. It's not that it, proper environment. And so what happens? They feel anxious and uh, depressed. And so actually we give us, sometimes we give animals um, antidepressants, which is uh, depressing. Right. So <laughs> um, I, I think, that, you know, in a, an analogous way, our society we've, we've structured um, is not built for us as human beings. And so, Maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, our ways of like finding I, it's interesting. You talked about animals being medicated or giving antidepressants, right? That is a that's kind of a picture. You know, I imagine that that kind of helps me to understand what you're getting at. Because if we're, it, it's kind of like from our perspective, we want to be able to have have the animal in this small area and have it be fine. But yeah, then it's right. not. But then it's not. No, no, yeah. So they treat them with antidepressants, or they'll do uh, enrichment activities, which is you know they'll throw like a weighted ball in for the animal to play with. And what I what I what I read about those two methods of helping these animals cope with an environment that's not designed for them, I was like, wait, that's, I feel like that's me. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm giving distractions by society. Hey, look at this new phone, look at this TV show, whatever. And here's antidepressants. If, you're, if, if, if you feel alienated, depressed, anxious, overwhelmed, exhausted, because your environment is inhuman. Hmm. And uh, I do think that's, that's where we are. Yeah. No, I, I think it's an 
I think it's an accurate assessment. And then the question is, what do we do about it? Alan Noble is with me, and we're going to answer that question, or maybe at least we'll toss it around. He's the author of the brand-new book called You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. Okay, so um, inhuman world. So we're, we're looking at uh, circumstances that are sometimes outside of our control, right? So we're, we're confronted with tons of choices everywhere. We got tons of choices on the internet. We have tons of choices on our television, tons of choices in what kind of phone to buy, what we can look at on our phone, um, the kinds of ways we can label ourselves, right? The kinds of subgroups we can put ourselves into, all that sort of thing. If that's inhuman in your assessment, then what would human look like? So what uh, my analysis in this book the, the route I go is when, we're, when I'm describing all of those inhuman uh, qualities, um, I, uh, I decided that, that, that really they all have to do with a certain assumption of being human. And that assumption is that we are our own and we belong to ourselves. Okay. So, for example, if I am my own and I belong to myself, I am the only one who is and ever can be responsible for creating, defining, discovering, expressing my identity. I am the only one who can decide what relationships define me and what relationships don't. I'm the only one who can decide when I have a meaningful life and what life means uh, for me. It's all on me. Um, And that, I think, is what society uh, thinks being human in, entails, and it gives us the tools to try to pursue that, which is, again, as we've been discussing, overwhelming. So the alternative that I'm describing this comes from the Heidelberg Catechism, the first question and answer, which is, what is your own comfort in life and death, that we are not our own, but belong body and soul and life and death to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, the, what I explore is the possibility that when we are not our own and we belong to the right being, when we belong to God as opposed to another human, um, then those unbearable burdens that society are placing on us um, can be lifted. Mm. Um, and, and that's, a, you know, a tremendous benefit. Yeah. Alan, belonging to the right being, right? I, I mean, that's, that's so key. I always try, you know, I grew up in a household, Alan, where um, I had one parent who was a believer in Jesus and then one who wasn't. And, um, and it wasn't until later in uh, my dad's life that he came to believe in Jesus as well. But for the years that I was growing up that were formative for me, I was always thinking to myself, okay, how do I talk about church in a way that would not alienate my dad? You know, that was just part, that was just part of my world, like part of my like method of communicating method of thinking. And so even to this day doing the show, I'm always thinking, okay, so if someone's listening to the program, who's never cracked a Bible, never walked into a church, doesn't know anything about a Christian culture or subculture when they hear belonging to that's negative, right? Because to them, it seems like, okay, so I belong to a girlfriend and she ruined me. Um, or I belong, <laughs> to, right. I belong to my parents and they abused me or yep. I belong to, you know what I'm, and so that it all hinges on what, who that being is that we belong to. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and I think we have to be honest and acknowledge that this language of not being our own has historically been used by people who are abusive in positions of power, political power, religious power, 
um, you know, priests and, and pastors and ministers. And, and, and so part of the reason uh, contemporary people react very uh, negatively to that phrase, <laughs> you, you are not your own but belong <laughs> to, to Christ or to anyone else, right, um, is that we know, we're very aware how that can be manipulated by abusers. But the other part of it is that we have been culturally trained inside and outside the church to assume that the safest thing and the surest thing is to belong to yourself. And what I would try to do in the first half of the book is take a step back and really ask the question, well, is that safe? Like, are, are, is, is that not abusive as well? Like, are, are we not miserable belonging to ourselves? Because if that doesn't work, then I think we can get to the place where we say, all right, well, what's the alternative? And then that, that breaks down that barrier, exactly what you're talking about, you know, um, you know, especially for somebody who's not a Christian, well, why would you want to belong to someone else? Well, if belonging to yourself is terrible, then maybe we need to consider it. And the key for me is that belonging to God, God is the only being for whom he can desire our good and his good without conflict, okay? Because mm-hmm. at some point, a parent is going to put their personal good ahead of their children. At some point, a spouse is going to put their personal good ahead of their, of their spouse. At some point, a, an employer is going to put themselves in front of the good of their employees. It's always going to happen with humans who are fallible. But God, who knows the good, can desire what is good in his perfect will and is good for us without conflict. And that means he's the one who can't abuse us and won't abuse us. And that's why we can belong to him without fear. Right. That's the only safe place. That's all there is. Mm-hmm. That's just really the only exactly. safe place. All right, Alan, I need to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Alan Noble. His uh, new book, it's coming out at the beginning of October, I believe. It's called You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. If you've got too many choices, you feel like you're overwhelmed, well, we're going to talk about it. Continuing next on Ride Home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop 
You save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. This Friday, Latshaw Productions presents six-time Grammy Award winner Amy Grant. Amy Grant, 7.30 p.m. live at the Palace Theater Greensburg. Singing her most beloved songs from favorite classic hits to crossover favorites. Amy Grant, this Friday. Tickets on sale now at the Palace Theater box office or at thepalacetheater.org. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Why doing it right roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. It will be mild with a low of 64. Humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sunshine will reach a high tomorrow of 83. Saturday, expect intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a thunder shower in spots. Warm and humid, Saturday will reach a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Talking to my friend Alan Noble, he's got a new workout called You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. Uh, Alan, I was a big Norm Macdonald. I mean, I still am a Norm Macdonald fan. And uh, he passed away on Tuesday uh, at 61. And so, you know, since then, I've been just watching clip after clip after clip. And um, I watched one today that was really thought provoking. He such a th- was a thought provoking person. And uh, he was interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, he asked Jerry, he said, Jerry, you believe in God? And Jerry answered, you know, I don't want to speak for Jerry. You can watch Jerry's response. Um, but after Jerry said what he said, um, Norm said, you know, when I look in your eyes and then Jerry laughed and he's like, I, no one has ever said that to me in a comedy interview. But, and so Norm laughed, but he was still very serious. And he said, uh-huh. and that's the beauty of the comedian, right? Is that, you know, they're making a joke, but they can be more serious than anybody as well. He said to Jerry, when I look in your eyes, I see an eternal being. Which is an interesting thing to say, but it was even more interesting how Jerry responded to it because he was like taken aback by it. And Uh then he said, thank you. And I felt like that kind of that, that, that interchange speaks to what you have written about, which is kind of like Uh Norm was saying, you look like you belong to somebody. Yeah. And I, I really, that was, that was so meaningful to me when I saw it. So, you know, based on what you've written and how you're looking at things, you hear a conversation like that. Do you hear that as well? You belong to somebody? Yes. Yeah. And the, the difficult part is, is that we, we do various things to, to numb that, that, that feeling or to channel it in other directions. 
So if if we all acknowledge at some on some level that we do belong to someone, um, what we tend to do is to uh, to not accept that 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 being might be God, um, and so we'd rather. Uh, turn that sense of belonging into a, a kind of optional um, thing in a romantic relationship, and, you know, until the romance fizzles, then we find someone new, or uh, or we don't look at each other in the eyes because we don't want to see that image yeah. of God. Uh, we don't attend to things carefully so that we you know, we don't have to acknowledge it. Um, we alienate ourselves from from each other and from our own bodies and, and our experiences so that we don't have to acknowledge the transcendent that pierces through the everyday and reminds us that there is a God to whom we belong. Yeah. Yeah. And I should have made it clear. Maybe it was impl- hopefully it was implied that I, that what it seemed like Norm was saying is you look like somebody who belongs to God. Um, right. And and so just saying that and I and. Isn't it interesting that Jerry said thank you? Because it's yeah. it's it was it was like an honor. It was like he wasn't just it wasn't a a passing comment. It was something that he clearly thought seriously about and Jerry took as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's 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 precious. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, um and kind of gives you chills, but, you know frankly, not the kind of, not the kind of interaction we see very regularly. And as you said, maybe it's one of those things that um, maybe comedians are the only ones who can get away with um, socially, at least, uh, because they're so expected to be funny that when they're serious, that we, you know, we, we believe their seriousness. Alan Noble's with me. The new book is called, You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. Um, Alan, tell me about what what researching this topic and you've done a ton of research um, and writing the book has done for you, like in your own personal life, have you changed? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, when you can't diagnose a problem, then you have no agency to respond to it. Um, when it feels normal to live a, a life that's intolerable or um, unsustainable or overwhelming, um, then you can't you can't do anything to make a, a substantial difference. And so, one of the things that this is this has done is that when I interact in the world and I experience one of the innumerable ways that our society assumes that I am my own and that I have this burden to carry my life and make my life meaningful to do all these sorts of things, and um, so I'm not treated as a as a full human being being made in the image of God. Instead, I'm viewed as just another being. Um, I can acknowledge that, and I can say, okay, well, this is this is this lie of the contemporary world, and I don't let, have to let it have control over my life. Now, the the challenge here is that the the problem doesn't go away. I'm still going to be treated this way, but but at least I have the awareness to label it what it is. So, one of the ways I see this, um, you know, is in the life of my wife, but but also many. Um, Many Christian women, or you know, women in general, uh, who stay at home with their children for any any period of time. My wife has two master's degrees, and she spent a period of time um, unemployed um, for various reasons. And she she was with my kids. And when we would meet someone new, you know, they would always ask, "So, what do you do?" What do, you do? Right? She says, <laughs> what do you do? Nothing. That's the question. Right. And and so even if she said, you know, I stay at home with my kids, and even if they thought that was good, right? So they might say something like, "Oh, that's great." So, what does your husband do? 
right? So there's even, even, even when they're nice about it, there's this implication that, wow, so your life is meaningless right now. Like your life is on pause. <laughs> the meaning of your life Hope is you non-existent. Hope you can work up to something better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, now knowing those things, knowing that, okay, this is part of the lie of, of modernity, that I – uh, in my own, and I have to make my life interesting and exciting and meaningful. And staying home with kids doesn't count, apparently, even though it's an incredibly human thing to do to raise human children, right. right? So my wife, having that awareness, can say, okay, I know what this is. I don't have to let it affect me. Um, however, I, I think it's important to acknowledge that people are still going to treat her that way, mm-hmm. right? So having that awareness doesn't mean that the rest of the world is woken and, and, and stops treating you inhumanely and um i think that's i think that's important to recognize yeah, you and, need to have grace for each other yeah and let me say this that I, you know i was in your wife's position i had a, you know, a career for a decade and then i had my kids and i was home for a decade and then i got a new career and that that intermediate 10 years when i was home with my kids I mean, I thought I was committed to staying home. I thought it was the best thing for them, blah, blah. I've had all the theory in my head. As soon as I had the child and stayed home, all of a sudden, I lost my identity. I didn't have yeah. it. I was losing my mind. I felt like, yeah. now, even though I had all the theory, I'd read all the books, I made my own decision, my husband was totally behind me, blah, blah, blah. I had everything lined up. But yeah. when it came down to it, I couldn't get out of my head what society had told me didn't matter i couldn't yep. i could it took me years alan to get through that yeah yes and that so that experience which i think is actually really common um it speaks so much to me about about this inhuman society that we've created a part of, and because okay we've talked about one one little faction of that which is a career uh, career for women and, and just the fact that basically all adults are judged by how successful they are in their career. But there are other aspects. So, for example, uh, the way we lay out cities, uh, we lay out cities and, and housing, um, assuming that everyone wants to live isolated lives. Now, when you're raising children, raising them alone oh, is depressing. It, sure it is, is. It is literally depressing. You need adult interaction, but we've, we, we isolated ourselves so much that we can't raise children in community. We're away from our families because we're expected to move wherever we want to have our career. And then we're away from friends, and maybe we'll have play dates, but that's not the same as just waking up and expecting to see a friend, uh, you know, just walking around or something, you know, and, uh, and, and then being able to watch your kids for a half an hour just, just randomly while you take a nap or just get a break, you know, or have adult conversations. So, and then and add to that the uh, the responsibilities we have as parents. We're constantly told that you have to be better and better at, at parenting, right? Like you're never good enough. There's always some better napping method or potty training method right. or whatever that will make your child's life perfect. And if you don't do it right, they're probably going to get screwed up. So you add all of those things, which I believe all come down to this core issue of anthropology and um, – yeah, right. it's a normal experience to be miserable doing one of the most human things you can possibly do, and that is raise other yep. human beings. Yep. You're, you're so right. Listen, I went through years where I would go to bed at night and hate myself for the horrible lunches I was packing for my children. 
Now, yeah. Now it is, but you know, I got all that from social media, Alan, because you know I was on all the mommy blogs, and they were like, "Oh, look, you know, I'm I'm providing you know uh, organic, vegan, free range snacks for my child at 10 a.m. and then when lunch comes, I've got you know two half sandwiches and a cucumber, and I just was hate. I thought I am the worst. My children are going to be ruined, and we're laughing about it now. But in the middle of the night, when you know you have no contact in your life, but uh, but little kids, you think. If you know they're going to live and die based on the decisions I'm making, you know Absolutely. it's it's just it's 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 really hard. Alan, our time's up, uh, so we have to come back. So when does that book come out? Uh, the twelfth of October. October Terrific. 12th. Okay, so we have a lot of time. So before, yeah. um, bef- like around the time it comes out, which is a couple weeks from now, let's get together again, talk about it again, because I can think of you know twenty different other instances we could talk about. You know, real life examples yeah. of how identity yep. fits in and changes us, and why we wake up at three o'clock in the morning because we you know think that we're not enough. Um, Alan yeah. Noble, the book, You Are Not Your Own, Belonging to God in an Inhuman World. Alan, thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you. Terrific. Great to talk to you. W-O-R-D. A few years back, a popular Christian author said hell is incompatible with a God of love. What do you think? What does the Bible say about hell and heaven and what eternal life will be like? John MacArthur shows you how Jesus described heaven and hell in memorable short stories called parables. Be here for grace to you. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 W-O-R-D. I think it's fascinating how resilient French fries are. I hadn't cleaned out my poor car in years, and so I decided to do it from the trunk to under the seats. I found five different types of balls, enough junk to challenge Mary Poppins' magical bag, and a good start at a French fry museum. It's Ryan, and if you tried to turn all the stuff hidden in my car into cash, you'd undoubtedly owe money. But luckily for most of us, it's quite the opposite when it comes to looking inside our homes. Home values have gone fly-a-kite high for many, meaning if you look under those seats, there's a good chance you could pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in your home to use for whatever you wanted. And with current mortgage rates being where they are, oftentimes you can lower the years on the overall loan or lower your monthly payment at the same time you're doing a cash-out refinance. If you're curious about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. We love our cellular shades from Blinds.com. They're beautiful and make our entire house feel more like home. Thousands of customers update their home every month with Blinds.com. Whether you just moved to a new place or just want to give your home a little love this fall, go to Blinds.com for brand new window treatments and make your house feel more like home. Blinds.com makes it easy and affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles, premium materials, and even motorization with no hidden fees or misleading quotes. Not sure where to start? Get advice from a Blinds.com professional design consultant for free. Whether you want to do it yourself or have them handle the measuring and installation for you, Blinds.com has you covered with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com now to shop and save up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com for up to 35% off. Blinds.com. Pay over time with PayPal credit at Blinds.com. PayPal credit is subject to credit approval. Visit Blinds.com slash PayPal for details. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Take a tour during Admissions Week, now through Friday, and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. I absolutely love museums. And I particularly love art museums. Um, and I was in Europe a couple years ago. And the art museum, I mean, we have terrific art museums here. I'm not trying to be one of those people that says, oh, everything in Europe is better than here. It's not. It's ab- absolutely not the case. But um, the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam is an unmissable place to visit. It is so beautiful. It, it's so wonderfully done how it's put together. The sunflower room, it's just... It, it's so beautiful. It it made me cry. Um, so it was with interest that I saw this story today in uh, the AP, reprinted in the Trib, that says that a drawing newly attributed to Vincent Van Gogh that has never been displayed publicly before is going on show at the Amsterdam Museum that bears his name. The new Van Gogh, which is called Study for Wornout from November 1882, is part of a Dutch private collection and was only known to a handful of people, including a few from the Van Gogh Museum. The owner is remaining anonymous and asked the museum to determine for sure if the unsigned drawing really is by Van Gogh. Uh, from the style uh, to the materials used, uh, it does apparently conform to Van Gogh's Hague drawings, says senior researcher Theo Miedentorp. Um, there are even traces of damage on the back linking it to the way Van Gogh used wads of starch um, to attach sheets of paper to drawing boards. Uh, but what's so cool about it is it's not like Van Goghs are discovered all the time. I mean, you feel like all the Van Goghs that are out there we know about. And so it's just really, really wonderful to be able to see this. Um, Apparently, it comes from a time in the artist's career when he was working to improve his skills as a painter of people and portraits by drawing them over and over and over again. Um, The museum already owns the almost identical drawing worn out. And so apparently, when you look at the two of them, which I'm seeing here in the uh, reprint in the AP, um, they do look similar. I got to tell you, it's just really beautiful. It's not the kind of thing, if you're thinking of Van Gogh and you're thinking of A Starry Night or you're thinking of Sunflowers, it's not like that. Um, it's, it's, a um, it's just a, a, a pencil drawing, um, and it's black and white, uh, black and gray and white. It is so moving. I mean, yeah, I just encourage you if you want to, uh, get your phone out or your computer and just Google, uh, the new Van Gogh and see what comes up. I think you'll be really, really pleased and perhaps touched. Um, Van Gogh was a believer in Jesus, um, as was his brother Theo and Theo's wife. Uh, Theo's wife, I can't think of her name right now. Bothers me that her name has escaped me, but um, she's the reason why we even have any of the Van Goghs, because she preserved them and preserved uh, all of the correspondence between she and Vincent and Theo. And it's just, it's it's a it's a unbelievably sad story. But there are beautiful, beautiful elements about um, how God was working in the, in that family. Anyway, just a, a personal love of mine. And I hope um, if you're not a lover of Van Gogh, that you might give him a chance. So check that out. It's in the AP. You can see it in today's trip. Okay.
going to take a break. When we come back, it looks like Thanksgiving turkey shopping has already started. Get out of here. Why are we so crazy? Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. On August 14th, a magnitude 7.2 earthquake decimated southwest Haiti. So they are trying now if they can save the people because there's so much people down there. More than 2,000 people have been killed. Thousands of others injured and missing. Homes, businesses, churches, and schools have been leveled. Tens of thousands of people are left homeless, sleeping in the streets. All of this tragedy in the poorest country on this side of the world. Food for the Poor has been serving in Haiti for more than 35 years. We've already shipped almost 100 containers of relief supplies to the victims of this disaster. But your generous, compassionate gifts will keep the help and hope flowing in the days, weeks, and months to come. So please, give your most generous gift now to minister relief to the desperate people of Haiti. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. On your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. Or you can click the red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Boo's 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. It was pretty early on in the pandemic that I coined the phrase, COVID ruins everything. Because it does. I mean, every time you think, oh, well, this is a part of life that hasn't been affected by COVID, you realize that it has been affected by COVID and it's been ruined in some way. Well, I remember last year in the fall, it was maybe beginning of October. And I started reading that, of course, you know, we'd been through the fact that, you know, nobody could buy toilet paper for a while. Nobody could buy Clorox wipes. Then nobody could buy paper towels and nobody could buy tissues. Then it was like all paper products, right? So we went through all that. Well, when it, we hit October, all of a sudden, nobody could buy pumpkin. Do you remember that? 
canned pumpkin was not findable. And if you could find it, it was really expensive. Now, by the time Thanksgiving rolled around, that had kind of, at least in this area of the country, um, in the Northeast, it had come to, like, you could find it again. But there was like a three-week period where there was no canned pumpkin. And here's the reason why there was no canned pumpkin, is people were going to grocery stores and doing the toilet paper trick, but with pumpkin. Right. So these crazy people that make pumpkin rolls and pumpkin pie and pumpkin, I don't know what, and Christie's pumpkin. What's that drink you have? What's that called? The pumpkin cream cold brew. Oh, my gosh. Whatever that is. OK. So I'll, so people were freaking out thinking, oh, my gosh, I, can't, I for sure I might not survive the pandemic anyway, but I for sure can't survive it if I don't have pumpkin. And so they started buying pumpkin in quantity. Right. So the pumpkin suppliers were like, wait, what? And so they didn't have enough pumpkin. Anyway, I'm bringing all this up because there was an article in today's Wall Street Journal that is making me feel a little better about things. Okay. So it says uh, that Thanksgiving for us, of course, is, you know, more two months away. But at grocery chain Tops Market, they are already prepared. And they're using Tops as a, uh, an example of grocery stores who are trying to get ahead of what happened last year. Right. So the guy at Tops says, hey, last Thanksgiving last Halloween were really hard for us because we were short of everything. We were short not just of pumpkin, but we were short of turkeys. We were short of spices, and we didn't have cranberry sauce. Listen, if there's no cranberries, I mean, I'll be grateful, but I don't think I'm having Thanksgiving dinner, okay, because that's really what I'm there for. Um, Anyway, grocery chains have now gotten... They're thinking ahead. They've gotten their act together. And it looks like, according to Tops, we are going to be in a very good place for October and November when it comes to all of these items. Um, Mr. Culhane, who's senior VP of merchandising for Tops, is quoted in the Wall Street Journal by saying, we locked down our turkeys in the second and third week of February. I mean, that's like pre-Valentine's Day. He's already thinking about turkeys. Anyway. Supermarket executives say they have secured many holiday staples after ordering more products such as stuffing, also, and gravy from a wider range of brands than usual. And many are trying to receive items faster so they can have them stored in their warehouses. They are buying goods earlier to ensure they get as many products as possible from suppliers ahead of the holidays. Still, grocery industry officials are warning us, so get ready, okay, that not every brand... Not every flavor or not every size of food you want for Thanksgiving or Christmas will be available. And your stuff might cost more. Because, as I said, COVID ruins everything. A range of products, including bottled beverages and snacks. What does snacks mean? Like, what are running short. That's what it says, as logistical. What does it mean? All snacks are running short? I mean, I was in Jai Neal. There were a lot of Oreos. Maybe that's the only snack I care about. Seriously, I love Oreos so much. Anyway, companies are also short of truck drivers and plant workers while goods continue to get held up moving through ports. Supermarkets right now are sometimes receiving as little as 40% of what they order. Okay. But holiday staples such as gravy, cranberry sauce, don't forget nutmeg, they said, and cinnamon spices in addition to, get ready for this, red and green sprinkles for treats. Mm -hmm. They've purchased ahead. They've gotten the red and green sprinkles. You guys, COVID still ruins everything. Okay. So, Christy, you've gotten your pumpkin cold brew. What's it? Pumpkin yeah. cream. Pumpkin cream, yeah. Cold brew. Does that mean there's milk in it? Um, I think so. It's just 
cold brew coffee. Yeah. And then on top is this creamy foam. Uh-huh. So maybe in the foam there's cream. Oh. I have no idea how they make it. And it just drizzles down on in. Oh. Do you put sugar in that? No. Really? Yeah, just plain cold brew. That's good. That has a lot of caffeine. Oh, yeah. It gets me through the day. Wow. So you have one of those? I'm Not every day. I haven't been since the Starbucks has been having some issues. It's like McDonald's with the McFlurry machine. That's right. Isn't it? That's right. I went on the, the um, site McBroken. McBroken. Okay, if you go on McBroken, you can track what you can put any, you can put your location and the closest McDonald's to you will come up and you can click on each one and they'll say broken, working, broken, That's working. That's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely great. So if you need a McFlurry, you should definitely look to make sure that the machine's working. Anyway, much more to come in the five o'clock hour. Amy Grant will be with me. So stay close to the ride home. We'll be back in a little bit. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden's job approval has dropped into negative territory for the first time since taking office. The latest Quinnipiac University poll shows that 50% of Americans disapprove of the way the president is handling his job versus 42% who approve. Mr. Biden's numbers on his response to the coronavirus are mixed, but he gets negative scores on foreign policy and the economy. Quinnipiac polling analyst Tim Malloy concludes, if there ever was a honeymoon for President Biden, it is clearly over. Greg Clugston, Washington. Bands of heavy rain pummeling parts of the Alabama Gulf Coast and the Florida Panhandle, the result of moisture pulled up from the Gulf of Mexico by slow-moving tropical depression Nicholas. It should dissipate on Friday. On Wall Street, stocks are now mixed. The Dow down 55 points, but the Nasdaq is up fractionally. This is SRN News. One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. You know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We. Our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Analyst Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. And Doug. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. 
He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. This Friday, Latshaw Productions presents six-time Grammy Award winner Amy Grant. Amy Grant, 7.30 p.m. live at the Palace Theater Greensburg. Singing her most beloved songs from favorite classic hits to crossover favorites. Amy Grant, this Friday. Tickets on sale now at the Palace Theater box office or at thepalacetheater.org. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. It will be mild with a low of 64. Humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sunshine will reach a high tomorrow of 83. Saturday, expect intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a thunder shower in spots. Warm and humid, Saturday will reach a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in. Thanks for coming along on today's edition of The Ride Home. John Hall's still on vacation. I'm going it solo. But as I said, not alone. I've got my producer, Christy Stockdale, in the other room. I'm always here for you, Kathy. Thank you, Christy. You and your pumpkin cream cold brew. I would like that if I poured sugar in it. Or, even better, I would like it if I could pour it over ice cream. Ooh, that would be good. Wouldn't that be good? That would be good. That's why I can't drink coffee. Because I just, I want it over ice cream. And then, of course, I wouldn't be able to fit in my pants. Yeah. You know, so that kind of defeats the purpose. So, anyway, but I want you to love it. And I'm glad you do. Anyway, we have a terrific hour in just a couple minutes. Uh, we're going to play my conversation with Amy Grant. Um, I recorded it last night because Amy was just about to get on a tour bus to make her way from Nashville, where she lives, up here to Pittsburgh um, for the concert on Friday night at the Palace Theater in Greensburg. And it's just a great, well, it's a great conversation. Amy's exactly um, as she seems. And uh, I'm eager for you to hear that. But um, before we go to a break and listen to... Um, my conversation with Amy. I want to talk about an article that I saw in today's Wall Street Journal that was really uh, sobering. It's an uh, opinion piece written by Paul Tuns, and it's about the burning of Canada's churches. This is something I knew nothing about, and perhaps you don't either. Uh, he writes, it's been a difficult summer for Canada's Christians. Over five days in late June, four Catholic churches and an Anglican church were burned to the ground. The first churches to be set ablaze or vandalized to begin a summer of such desecration. Suspicious fires then broke out across the country. In all, at least 56 churches have been set aflame or vandalized, according to the True North Center, which is mapping attacks on churches. 
This is unquestionably a crisis, Paul Tunz writes, but you wouldn't think it from observing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's response. Although the first suspected arson happened June 21st, he didn't speak out on it until July 1st. Worse, after dozens of the incidents across seven different provinces and territories, there has been only one arrest. Am I wrong? Asked Aaron Woodrick of the McDonald Laurier Institute, or have more people been arrested in Canada this year for going inside a church to worship than for burning one down? Police are investigating whether the suspected arsons are connected to the news that hundreds of children were buried in unmarked graves at government-mandated church-run Indian residential schools in Canada. The residential schools operated from 1883 to 1996. Can you believe that? To 1996. They were populated by approximately 150,000 indigenous children separated from their parents and, following the progressive orthodoxy of the day, assimilated into Western culture. Now, such arrangements offend today's sensibilities, and they offend all of us who are concerned about just humane behavior. But at the time, they were supported by politicians of all stripes, religious orders, and various denominations and education reformers. Um, Indigenous people are, as is completely understandable, feeling anger over this and betrayal. The number of estimated remains at grave sites is astounding. More than 1,200 suspected unmarked graves were recently discovered at five former school sites in Western Canada, and it's long been known that there were a large number of fatalities. Now, political leaders all across Canada have been talking about this for months, about the bitter legacy of the whole thing and um, trying to come up with a way that they can discuss it um, that's helpful and doesn't whitewash what happened. Um, But the question is whether these church... uh, burnings are as a result of this or not. There just there hasn't been information that's been released. So whoever's been setting the fires, whether it's a, a particular group or it's just a select number of people, um, we don't know why it's happening. So perhaps it's in retaliation for this. This is truly just a guess. Anyway, back to the editorial by Paul Tunz in the Wall Street Journal. When Mr. Trudeau finally weighed in, he offered a tepid response that condemned a vague rise of intolerance and racism and hatred that we're seeing across the country. Although he said unacceptable vandalism and arson wouldn't fix intergenerational grief, the prime minister could have said more, right? Um, as Mr. Trudeau dithered, others celebrated uh, Harsha Walia, executive director of the British Columbia Civil Liberties Association, Canada's oldest civil liberties group, tweeted a link to a story about church arsons and added, burn it all down. She resigned nearly two weeks later. The article finishes by saying that approximately half of indigenous Canadians are now Christians. More indigenous people claim Christian religious affiliation than native spirituality, according to statistics. And a group of indigenous Christians did hold a press conference on July 5th to condemn the violence. Burning down churches is not in solidarity with us religious people, said Jen Allen Riley, a Pentecostal minister. Some residential school survivors have remained Catholic and now have lost their place of worship and comfort. I don't know how much I can speak into this. Obviously, this is something that happened in a different country. But just as a human being, we can it's important. It's essential, in fact, to acknowledge the horror of this uh, of this story of 150,000 indigenous children separated from their parents um, and forced to become, quote unquote, Western Um, at the same time. 
to fixing that, you can't fix that by burning churches down. And um, the silence uh, on behalf of the prime minister is uh, echoing even here into the United States. I read this and I, I got chills. I thought, you know, we're so incapable. We just have lost our cultural language of repentance, of apology and of forgiveness. We just, we don't have it anymore. We're so distanced from the Christian story that we don't know what that vocabulary means anymore. And so when a situation like this comes up and we read what happened historically, we don't know anymore how to repent and we don't know how to apologize and we don't know how to grieve and lament over those things. And then we don't know how to receive an offer of forgiveness from the God who is most grieved because of his children that were injured. And then we don't know how to be restored and move on and uh, be reassembled into community. So uh, the story is grievous in many ways, but I think the main reason I wanted to bring it up is just so that you would know. Uh, It was something I didn't realize until today, and I thought it was important to share with you, the listeners of The Ride Home. All right, time to take a break. When we come back, Amy Grant will be with us. Amy is performing a concert Friday night at the Palace Theater. It is going to be absolutely terrific. Um, If you've loved Amy's music and her just attitude and personality, the way she's embraced so many things in her life um, over the last decade, in public, then I hope you stay with me. It's a really great interview. We did it last night. Very happy to share it with you on today's edition of The Ride Home. So stay close. We'll be right back. One hundred one point five WORD. For the Christian, are there moments when anger is justified? Ahead from Chuck Swindoll. Don't be afraid of feeling angry. I've heard people say that you should never be angry because you're a Christian. Wrong. There are times when if you don't feel angry, something's wrong. This subject and others when our studying the book of Matthew continues on Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. According to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Scott, is that you? Who are you talking to? (sighs) 82% of you will also know that I, um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. 
people love having telehealth and a huge PPO network. So, yeah, really, you could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. This is the Entertainment Answer brought to you by Exergen. Looking to add to your Marvel collection? This week, Black Widow is on digital, Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. Actress Rachel Weisz stars in this one and says Romanoff's story is so important. I think fans have wanted a deeper dive into Natasha Romanoff's past. She's such a mysterious character. I think everyone wants to know what happened before she was an Avenger. Black Widow available this week. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Amy Grant has had a long career making beautiful music. Since she burst on the scene as a teenager, she's really altered, I think, what we imagine Christian music to be and has often been on the forefront of both adulation and criticism, both of which I can imagine have been tough to take. But she is still at it, still following Jesus, still making beautiful music. And you can hear and see Amy live this Friday at the Palace Theater in Greensburg. Showtime is 730, but you better get your tickets fast because they are almost sold out. I'm so happy to have Amy with me now. Amy, welcome in. Thank you so much. So such good news that you're back to bringing live music to Pittsburgh. I mean, such a terribly difficult time during COVID when the arts took such a hit. Um, did you miss making live music and did you miss going out to hear it? Yes. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, um, it's funny. I think anybody that tours over a lifetime, you know, decades, there's this kind of fantasy part of you that thinks, gosh, wouldn't it be great to never have to pack another mm -hmm, suitcase? Mm -hmm. And then it happens. <laughs> you go, no. <laughs> so all of us have come back. Um, and we're just so glad to be on making music. I, I, I had tickets to a show that I did not go to because I was, not quite ready to be in a crowd. And then I had tickets to Jackson Brown and James Taylor. Mm. And I did go to oh, that. Oh, I bet you were so glad. Oh, my gosh. All I could think of was, look at all of us in this arena. I, I, I had on a mask. Not everybody did. But we're all singing along. Yeah. And that's just what I miss about music. It's just such a community-building reservoir filling experience whether you're on stage yeah. or in the crowd and zoom does not no. <laughs> it is not the same thing no it really isn't but w were there moments i mean i did this radio show from my spare room for almost a year and a half which was crazy yeah. town and at first it was horrible but then i got to kind of like it i don't know if it was like stockholm syndrome you know what i mean like you like i'm embracing my captors or whatever but like i was okay yeah. with it after a while and then i didn't want to come back um did you yeah. have moments like that where you thought well maybe i don't need to be out maybe i don't need to be on a tour bus ever again oh uh, well i think all of us had just moments of going the thing i uh yeah, I, I, I felt all those things. And I mean, for me, the hardest thing was actually getting back in shape. because mm. you, you mean, vo you mean like, vocally? Yep. Yeah. And I felt that way 
I mean, you know, you just don't sit around and make a lot of music when there's nobody to play for. And I've got friends that were songwriters and they said, are we all just imposters? Like, are we doing it just for other people? Like if we were a real artist, would we just be like making music every day? (laughs) But it's shared. It's a shared experience. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I did love being home. But when it was time to, you know, to start getting back in shape and being in rehearsals, I didn't realize how just uh, how emotional that would be. The first sound check we did in Colorado, I couldn't get their song without crying. Mm -hmm. And it was just because, you know, I'll never take it for granted again. Yeah, I remember the first day um, we were back at church in person. It was on Easter and it was what well, we'd been back in person before that, but we hadn't had music. We hadn't had live music. And um, after that service on Easter, there were just people, there were loads of people weeping. And it wasn't because the music was bad. It was because it was just so, it seemed like it had been so long and it sounded mm-hmm. so sweet yeah. um, to hear those people who, you know, we hadn't seen, we hadn't talked with. We hadn't worshipped mm-hmm. with, you know, at least in the same room in a long time. Yep. It's good to be together. It is. It is. Talking yeah. to Amy Grant. Yeah. Um, Amy Grant is going to be at the Palace Theater in Greensburg this Friday. Get your tickets in a hot minute, people, because, listen, uh, I went online before this interview and they are almost sold out. Um, showtime is at 730. Um, Amy, let me ask you about... Um, Music in general, I think one of the curiosities, and I'm that's the nicest way I can put it, about uh, contemporary thinking in America is that you have to be in one camp or another. Um, and so either you're doing this thing or you're doing that thing, or you're supporting this person or you're supporting that person. Mm-hmm. And um, oftentimes there's a line between Christian music and not Christian music. And, um, you know, I followed your career long enough and I've appreciated your music enough to recognize that you don't think that way. Um, and I don't think that way. And I think we'd all be just so much healthier if we didn't look at it that way. So just talk about music in general, your, your biggest influences when you were growing up, the, the musicians that made you, you know, the ones that got in your heart and got in your mind and got in your voice and just, I don't know, the, 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 the building blocks of who you turned into. Wow. Well, who who all I enjoyed, I I don't know. I mean, I loved all the singer-songwriters. You know, I've said, I've given this list many times, but Carole King, James Taylor, Mm. I loved. um, One of the first shows, well, the first concert I ever went to was Sonny and Cher. Oh, my gosh. And I was in middle school. I got you. I I went to, I saw Bette Midler. Mm. I saw the Beach Boys. This is when I was still in grade school. I loved music. And um, to me, music is just like, that is the soundtrack of all of our lives. And so you, you, need, a, you need a soundtrack for everything, for adventure, yeah. for the faith journey, for falling in love, for your heart getting broken, looking for a friend, for, I mean, all of it needs music. And so that's why... I don't, you know, uh, it's never been compartmentalized for me. And, um, yeah, it just, you know, it's sort of an ever-changing landscape of what are we talking about now? And just, you know, 
your dad could be a preacher and it doesn't mean every conversation under your roof is a sermon, Mm -hmm. but what he, how he feels about life and his faith journey will work its way subtly into what he does. This is just the hypothetical dad. And so because I'm a writer, I, you know, my faith journey does, I always just say, I sing about a way to live. Mm. And so there are 7 billion ways to live. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you've been singing about one way to live and um, for a long time. And as I mentioned at the beginning, it's garnered you a lot of adulation, which I'm sure was really unsettling um, when you were a teenager. I'm sure it's probably still unsettling. And a lot of criticism, which I'm sure was equally unsettling. Um, When you look back on all that and you look at, you know, all the years that you were going through that while you were raising your kids and while you were growing up yourself, um, how do you come to terms with all that? You know, I was mostly surrounded by people that were family, friends, and whatever struggles I was having, whether they were personal or music-related or successes or all of that, it, um, it might sound weird. I just feel like that's the pattern of everybody's life. Oh, I did... I did this well. Well, that was a crash and burn. Right. Oh, that was humiliating. Well, what did we learn here? You know, and I just tended to write about it. But I'm from uh, I'm the youngest of four girls, and my family has been such a buffer to me. Mm. But, you know, um, yeah. And, and so... Um, yeah, I just, I, I never felt like my life was that different. Um, there were always so many things to celebrate. My family was not particularly enamored with my music. That's and good. so, yeah, I would call home, you know, when I was in my 20s and, hey, we sold out this place. It was awesome. And then right after that, you know, it'd be like, how many points did you score in the basketball game? Oh, that's so cool. Mm. And where are you going? You know, it's just like it's all part of our family. And so, yeah, so and you're, now I've got yeah, so you're special, but you're not that special. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's healthy. Talking to Amy Grant. Amy Grant's at the that's Palace Theater awesome. in uh, Greensburg this Friday. Go ahead. Well, and thanks for just talking about the show. There are times that I will go, hmm, I wonder how long I'm going to keep doing this. Um, and, but I'm, I just, I guess I want to encourage people to come out and just enjoy the gift of each other yeah. and music. And, and I'm so, I'm so glad just for the, I don't know. The, the kind of songs that I've felt compelled to sing over the years because um, just right now it, it it makes for a really comfortable, encouraging musical palette. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like how you, an encouraging musical palette. Yeah, I feel like um, I've been really encouraged by your music for a long time, since I was a kid. Um, and so, uh, you know, I... 
I think that there maybe there was something in me from the beginning that resisted um, easy answers or pat responses. And I think your music really helped me to, I don't know, see that it was okay to ask questions. It was okay to wonder. It was okay not to have it all figured out. And to explore that in a musical way, I mean, that, that was a great encouragement to me. I'm sure it was to so many people. Thank you. I'm glad. I mean, I, I still have so many more questions than I do answers, yeah. you know. And, I mean, any of us that, if we think we're anything other than a work in progress, uh, then I, I don't know. We're... We're, we're really asleep at the wheel. <laughs> you know, it's funny that the older I get, I, I just keep going. It's a balance between being uh, open and willing to hear somebody else's input. But also we just can't, you can't undo, undo the life that you've lived mm. and what you've experienced. You can't unsee what you've seen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, all those things make you sort of stand in the truth of what your life has taught you. And in faith is in there, it's all part of it. But I, I mean, I feel like the older I get, I go, I don't, I have fewer answers now than I did when I was a kid. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's got to be okay. And, you know, um, I hope God smiles at that. I hope he just goes, let lead with, lead with trust. And, and someday you'll know there won't be any confusion someday, but the whole, I got to tell you the whole COVID year and the polarization of groups and politics and all that, I've never felt so, I've never felt so wary yeah. of community. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't want to assume anything of anybody. I'm not passing out team jerseys. I'm just going, hey, can we meet together and I'll sing you a few songs? And <laughs> but it's been it's been a mind bender. Yeah, it is a scary time to be out and just speaking or singing or creating or anything because I, I I'm always daily afraid. I mean, I know I'm teetering on the edge of saying the wrong thing every single moment. And I'm putting the wrong thing, I guess, in air quotes. Um, But that's just the way it feels. It feels like there are minefields everywhere. And either you're going to offend or you're going to injure or um, I don't know. I I just think that it's um, I think it's a it's a time that calls for mercy and it's just in short supply. Yeah, and welcoming. I mean, to to we really there's there's never any harm done when you welcome people and just say, come and bring yourself, bring bring your ideas, as different as they are from mine, and let's just let's share a cup of coffee and just let it be okay. Let it be okay that we're different. And to me, that's been one of the most beautiful lessons of COVID. Is I think we've all had enough time to stew in our own juices to go the stuff I really thought I had together. I don't. <laughs> Turns out. <So. laughs> but we're, yeah, we're just still running headlong into, you know, the things, the 
and the people that we care for and care about and the dreams we have and maybe none of it matters i don't know except this to uh try to be gentle with each other and loving yeah. and and welcoming yeah and i keep coming back to the person of jesus i keep coming back to like it ha- i have to love the person of jesus you know i don't want to I don't want my full devotion to be in a denomination. I don't want it to be in a particular thing or a particular subsection of of a faith group or whatever. I just, I want, and, and all those things are important. Denominations are important. Theology is important. I get all that. I really, and I appreciate all that, but I'm just, I'm continually called back to, do I love the person, Jesus, mm-hmm. and what change and if I do, what does that mean? And how does how how does that make navigating a pandemic or, you know, going to the grocery store? How does how does it change that? We'll be right back. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. If you think the COVID vaccine alone will protect you from the coronavirus, think again. As the deadly disease breaks through to people who are vaccinated, it's critical to take a reliable temperature reading with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's the only thermometer whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies versus the non-contact devices that have no supporting studies and produce a false sense of security. Vaccines are not enough, and thermometer accuracy matters. Learn more at exergen.com. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry. Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents An Evening with Joe Sweeney at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. This Friday from 6 to 8.30 p.m., an hors d'oeuvre mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Get tickets now at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Veteran Plumbing and Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. We are 
everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. It will be mild with a low of 64. Humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sunshine will reach a high tomorrow of 83. Saturday, expect intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a thunder shower in spots. Warm and humid. Saturday will reach a high of 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. talking about her upcoming uh, concert, which is Friday night at the Palace Theater in Greensburg. Um, Amy, we just have a couple minutes left, but I want to ask you about how, how Mercy looks from here. Um, uh, tell us about it. That song? No. Yeah, the project. The, the, the whole record? thing. Oh, yeah. the project. Oh, okay. Well, I had the idea for that song um, because I, the great thing about doing music and, and writing songs is that because people will get an attachment to my music, I I have the experience so many times of meeting people and their guard is down. I'll meet somebody in a grocery aisle and they'll say, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to tell you when I was 15 years old, this thing happened to me. Hmm. And so I, you know, or my family member died or my parents split up or this happened to me or I, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a phenomenal experience to meet people and cut through the small talk like in 10 seconds Wow! and you, and you're into somebody's story. I didn't realize how rare that was until I was on a trip one time with, there were about six of us moms of middle schoolers that were part of an honors choir. And so we had traveled to Los Angeles and we were just, you know, sitting in the lobby area having a cup of coffee, and people I didn't know walked up to me, and the and the other moms said, "Hey, do you want us to kind of like be your security?" And I said, "Well, why don't you just widen the circle and hear their story?" And after about two of those, they said, "God, oh, this is so much more interesting." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, yep, it is." But all of those stories, it it didn't whether the whether the sickness led to death, whether the the person was revived in the 11th hour, like every story, people would always come through saying there were so many hidden gifts in the hard stuff. Mm. And so I just started, when somebody would walk up, I would just start the phrase, hey, I'm going to have a whole new perspective because of what you told me on how mercy looks from here. Mm. And that's how... That's where the title for that album came. And um, anyway, it's been a long time since I've actually done a record. Yeah. But How long has it been? Um, nine years. Wow. No, eight years. Okay. I know. Yeah. Oh, well. So what's, what's it like to work? I mean, you mentioned, you know, at the beginning, the people that musically contributed to who you turned out to be, the people you loved, like James Taylor and Carol King. I mean, what was it like to, to work with them? Mm. Um, well, the the first time I met both of them, any time I've met anybody that was like a musical hero of mine, um, 
I felt like I was just tripping all over myself, you know. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> sure. And then I and then I just found the language of thank you. That was enough. Mm. Um, and you know, Nashville's so funny. It's a music town, so you can love somebody's music, and not, and then all of a sudden your kids are in the same dance class, or mm-hmm. oh, our boys yeah, are on yeah, the. Yeah softball team or baseball team yeah and th- and that can kind of change the way you feel about about something too i had a favorite blues artist and when vince and i got married we took his music for, on our honeymoon it was just so lovely and romantic but then within a couple of years we were all friends wow. and i said well now i now we can't listen to your stuff over candlelight. It's the three of us in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes not knowing somebody is better. <laughs> right, exactly. Now you've ruined it. Right. Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, I'm always learning from, uh, and now from songwriters younger than I am going, oh my gosh, that's what a great way to frame that story. Or, oh, I love this production angle and you know Nashville really is a welcoming music community and you know I've been part of it so long I've had the same personal assistant since 1986 come on this is is just a for instance so her daughter wow I remember when she was um Deanna is my assistant's name and for a while her husband Tom played uh guitar and bass in the band's her daughter, Natalie, was maybe six when we started working together. I mean, I remember the day she became a woman, and Dan is, like, crying on my sofa. <laughs> my baby girl's growing up. And and then Natalie would be hanging out in the dressing room and then have her, she's, hey, I'm starting to work on songs. Well, now Natalie's in her 40s. She is one of the hottest songwriters in Nashville. Really? Yeah. She had a, a, several songs um, that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga sang oh, and, wow. and A Star is Born. Yeah. She's got a song on Ed Sheeran's new record. She, I mean, she, Holy cow. and it, but I look at her and go, Oh my gosh. Like I remember when you were imitating Cheryl Crow playing guitar, sitting in my dressing room. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you had a front row seat to see all that develop. Yes. And I'm just so proud of her. And yeah. And it just, it's so much fun to do something for a long time. And so many of my kids, children, my friends, children are musical. Like my Brown Bannister, we were dear friends and he was the producer of the first eight records. Yeah, I remember I that. Yeah. And his daughter uh, is Ellie Holcomb. Really? And. Yes, and I, I I hardly knew Ellie because Brown and I worked together all the time. But you know, when you're not in the wow. studio, everybody's with their own families. But, yeah. And then Ellie and I were on the road together, and I just went, "Oh my gosh, this is like like That's I so kept weird. calling her by her mom's name because her mom was the first duet partner I ever had in high school. Oh I introduced gosh. Brown and her mom. Yeah, and she looked so much like her mom. And it was just like, it's like the generations kind of collapsed on yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yes. And what, I know. Okay, and what about your own kids? You've got four kids, right? Yes, we're a blended family of five. Okay. And so, And Jenny Gill. Right, of course, we, Jenny, yeah. She, so she toured with me. This is the first tour she has not done with me in a long time. 
And because her kids, our grandkids, Wyatt and Everly, she just said, I can't, I just can't leave. And, uh, and I get it. So, um, but they're all thriving. They're all in Nashville. Um, oh, so they're close you know, to you. Isn't that terrific? Mm-hmm. I wish I, you know, of course I wish I saw them more, but, um, and, um, and Vince's and my daughter, the youngest of the five, is pursuing music. They can, they're all musical, but nobody really wants to pursue music except the youngest one. So. Okay. Okay. And we'll so, see what happens. so that's a TBD, right? We'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Well, listen, my best to you and to your whole family. And again, just a lot. I just feel really grateful for what you've contributed musically um, to my life, to I'm sure so many listeners who are catching this now. And um, just thank you for your many decades of just honesty and, and really uh, good, really good work. Um, well, so yeah, it's been a pleasure. Well, likewise. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope if you're not doing anything and you feel safe, you'll come, come Listen, hang out with us on Friday. Absolutely. I will be there. That's Amy Grant at the Palace Theater at Greensburg. Um, showtime is 730. As I said earlier in our conversation, get your tickets now, people, because it is mm-hmm. almost sold out. Amy, a pleasure. Hope we can talk again Thank soon. You, WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. What God does in our life in the refining process is to prune out of our lives those things that are hindering us in our walk of holiness. Because you see, you cannot have a holy walk and unbelief at the same time. Hear the series Helps to Holiness this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. On August 14th, a magnitude 7.2 earthquake decimated southwest Haiti. So they are trying now if they can save the people because there's so much people down there. More than 2,000 people have been killed. Thousands of others injured and missing. Homes, businesses, churches, and schools have been leveled. Tens of thousands of people are left homeless, sleeping in the streets. All of this tragedy in the poorest country on this side of the world. Food for the Poor has been serving in Haiti for more than 35 years. We've already shipped almost 100 containers of relief supplies to the victims of this disaster. But your generous, compassionate gifts will keep the help and hope flowing in the days, weeks, and months to come. So please, give your most generous gift now to minister relief to the desperate people of Haiti. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. On your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. Or you can click the red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. 
They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Kathy Emmons along in the ride home. For some reason, Christy, I'll tell you, I cannot hear anything here in the studio, but that's all right. I'll figure it out after the break. Um, okay, so here's the thing I was reading today. It's about the new Apple uh, launch that happened on Tuesday. So this was, uh, let's see, Tuesday the company kicked off an event to show off its newest products. Um including a new iPhone, a smartwatch, an iPad, and iPad mini. So after 14 years, the iPhone has become the company's bread and butter product line. Now, this is not a surprise to any of us. Um, and uh, so, But they're also raking in money through all of its App Store commissions. Don't forget the subscriptions to an expanding list of Apple services, and don't forget the steep price tag on the, show, on the uh, phone itself. Um, so this is what is new, in case you care about this. And even if you don't care, I'm going to tell you because um, it looks like the uh, new iPhone 13 and the iPhone mini are featuring bigger batteries and brighter displays. Um, also, Apple showed off the latest version of its Apple Watch, the Series 7. And the company also announced a new iPad and iPad mini. So that made me think about my current iPhone. My current iPhone is an 8S Plus. And I was trying to figure out how long it's been since I got it. And when I got it, it was pretty new. So um, so I looked it up, and it was September 2017. So that was four years ago. And I have used this phone for hours a day for four years. It's I have to say it's performed really, 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 really well. Um, so I'm not complaining. However, it's starting to get wonky. You know what I mean? Like it'll automatically shut off when the, I'm in the middle of something. I'll be in the middle of an app. It'll totally like, you know, die. Um, so, it, and the, the screen is a little crazy, um, but it is still doing its thing. I wonder what the average age of iPhone there is in the world. That's what I would like to know. The current average age. Now, I don't know, Christy, I'm not sure I can hear you. Can you hear me? Nope. I can't oh, hear sad day. Um, I Okay. Hold up fingers. How old do you think your iPhone is? Probably three, three years. years old. Yeah. So your phone's newer than mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, hold up fingers. What what generation? So mine's an eight S plus. What's yours? An eleven. Yeah. You show off. <laughs> Sorry. What the heck. <laughs> anyway, okay. Do you like your eleven? Yes. Okay. I would like to get something that's not this. You know, and it's all the case has fallen apart everything. I read this article um, on the air maybe two or three weeks ago talking about the average age of 
the uh, of the car on American highways. And the average age is like something like 16 years old. Like there are few new cars for how obsessed people are with automobiles. Most people are driving used cars. And by used, I mean like seriously used cars. So if people are driving a lot of used cars, people have to be driving a lot of used iPhones. Anyway, so if you want to log on to Facebook, um, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, let me know how old your iPhone is. I'd appreciate knowing that. Also, if you were watching the program on YouTube, I'm really sorry. We got kicked off. We got kicked off for some reason that I don't know. So if you missed, if you were enjoying Amy Grant's interview and want to hear the rest of it, just go um, to our podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, 40 different 40-some different platforms, so I'm sure you will find it somewhere. All right. I'm going to break. I'm going to figure out why I can't hear out of my headphones, and we'll be back in just a minute. Thursday edition of The Ride Home. We'll wrap it up in a minute. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Remember the kids game Telephone? The teacher would whisper in the first kid's ear, I have a purple giraffe named Lucy. And then each kid would whisper that to the next kid to see if the message could make it to the end. At the end, little Johnny would of course yell out, My paper airplane is storming your Barbie castle. It's Ryan. And the point I'm trying to make is, sometimes, middlemen can create problems. At United Faith Mortgage, an important thing about us is that we have a direct lender advantage. We are an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get your loan done faster. And because we lend with our company's money, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Wisdom teeth can cause crowding, painfully damaging adjacent teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed. 
but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. Hey, I can hear. That's so great. Anyway, wrapping up the Thursday edition of The Ride Home, um, we had a, a really great show. Alan Noble, uh, a good friend of mine from the other side of the country, uh, joined us to talk about identity at the start of the 4 o'clock hour. And Amy Grant was with me in this hour. So as I said before the break, if you didn't get a chance to hear any of that, please find our podcast, The Ride Home, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, listen, have you seen the video of the cat at the football game? I saw it. Isn't it awesome? so crazy oh my gosh i watched it like five times because it seems so horrible at the beginning and you're like oh my gosh why am i watching this and then at the end it's so great okay for those of you who haven't seen it this is what the deal is i'm reading here from cbs news um they say that the most notable catch in saturday's game between number two 22 miami and appalachian state didn't even happen on the field and it wasn't a football it was a cat Okay, so picture this. So no one knows how the cat got into Hard Rock Stadium, okay? But it's like, so it's on the upper deck. And apparently, I don't know if it fell off the deck or it tried to climb around and didn't realize how high up it was. But when the video starts, the cat is clutching by its front paws to the top, to like the very bottom of the top level of the football stadium. And all of these spectators are underneath the cat, and they are screaming because it looks like the cat is trying desperately to survive. And you're, it's like you're going to watch the cat fall to its death and to a violent death. Okay. So everybody is like, it's just such a horrible thing. So, and no one's watching the football game. Everyone's just consumed with the cat. Well, these very quick thinking individuals grabbed the American flag that they had draped down in front of their level. They pulled it up and they held it between, there might be two or three people. They held the flag underneath where they thought the cat was going to fall, right? And then all of a sudden, the cat lets loose, right? It just falls off of thing. And there's like a second and a half where you're seeing the cat succumb to gravity and an early death. And it falls in the flag. Perfectly caught by these people. And the guy who held the flag holds the cat up like Lion King. I mean, the crowd goes wild. People are cheering. People are crying. I mean, it it was like one of the greatest animal rescues I ever saw. Am I exaggerating, Christy? It was pretty amazing. <laughs> it was so great. It was like, listen to this. Miami coach Manny Diaz said that he learned of the cat incident after the game. The Hurricanes held on Saturday, by the way, topping Appalachian State 25 to 23. This is what he said. This is the coach of the Miami Hurricanes. He said, quote, I don't know anything about that or what was going on, but I'll tell you, if that cat will help us in our red zone offense, I'm going to see if we can give it a scholarship. <laughs> By the way, the cat not showing any signs of injury after its experience. Um, and the people who grabbed the flag and saved the cat, um, other than uh, spilling their beverage and getting sprayed by the cat as it was dangling there, fear for its life, they were also fine. Um, though Kimberly Cromer said it is the strangest thing that has ever happened at a football game. Anyway, if you just go online and Google, like, weird cat story, um, you will definitely come across it. Is that what you Googled? I saw it on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess if you, I guess you'll come up with a lot of things if you Google strange cat stories. So maybe, maybe you should say like cat dangling at football stadium. Anyway, uh, it's also National Play-Doh Day. 
And that's something I love because the smell of it is magical. Christy, Play-Doh, yes or no? Yes, all mm. the way. Do you make your own? I don't make my own. I don't either. I think my sister does for my niece. It's fine. I mean, make your own because you're trying to save money and you're trying to be all natural. I think that's great. But it's not that expensive. It's not. And I just feel like I'm just going to go and buy it. That's what I do. It was originally uh, made from wallpaper paste. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a wallpaper paste company that was basically going under because people weren't buying wallpaper paste. And one of the women in the family said, I think I could probably use that to make something. And she invented Play-Doh. Genius. Isn't she smart? Of course she is. Anyway, great to have you along for the ride home today. Have yourself a great night, Pittsburgh. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.